You're listening to a podcast from 702 and Cape Talk. 702 and Cape Talk, the literature corner. And today we're just reviewing books. Tell us uh, a book that you have recently read. Uh, review it for us. I'll give you 30 seconds, up to a minute if you are really good at reviewing it. And you can also tell me what you're reading currently and do a sort of tentative review. How is it going with your current read? 011-883-0702 in Johannesburg. Capetonians, you're most welcome. And the number 021-446-0567. Fiona Snickers is back with us coming to play and talk about books and getting the country reading. Fiona, it's wonderful having you on the show always. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, Eusebius. How are you? Are you well? Yeah, all good. Thank you. Oh, this winter weather, though. Yeah, have you managed to not get the flu? I actually have, despite everyone else in the family getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I fear that I'm getting there because it always like hits you. Often it's either the beginning of the season or right towards the end of mm. it, but although we slept yeah. bang in the middle of it. Well, the one good thing about winter is it's a wonderful time to just cozy up and read. And you have been reading. You'll do that all seasons anyway. What is the first book we're going to be looking at that you've been reading? Uh, we're going to be looking at um, a new travel memoir by acclaimed South African author, Zukiswa Wanner. Um, it's called Hardly Working, and it's published by Black Letter Media. Yes. It's been out for a month or two. I love that title. She hardly works, that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> yes. Um, the title is a reference to what people <laughs> think that authors do, which is hardly working at all. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's a, a road trip that she took with her husband and young son um, from Nairobi down to South Africa, stopping at many countries along the way. Um, it's, it is a memoir, but it's very lightly fictionalized in as much as some names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. <laughs> um, and if, if one knows Zukiswa's work, you know that she is very – preoccupied with issues of identity, especially national identity. Mm. Um, She herself has uh, a South African father, um, a Zimbabwean mother. She was born in Zambia, and she currently lives in Kenya. So these these issues of identity preoccupy her throughout her work, and this is no different. It raises questions of what does it mean to have a fatherland which is not the same as your motherland, which is not the same as the country you live in. Mm. Um, what does it mean when your partner and your son have slightly different or more fluid identities than you do, um, not the same identity as you have? Um, and also uh, the issue is raised of is there such a thing as an African identity? Now, we all know that Africa is not a country, but is it a something? Um, is there this this thing that you can feel that you are an African in Africa, traveling around Africa. Um, what does it mean to encounter uh, border guards when you have a South African passport yes. as opposed yes. to a Kenyan passport? And w- when one of you has the one and another one of you has the other, how do you get treated differently? Yeah. When you cross over into Tanzania, what is that experience like? When you get lost, when you run out of money, these are all issues that are raised and discussed and – um, also, anyone who knows Zuki knows that she's a very entertaining speaker. Yes, you can totally. listen to her talking, and you just you, you laugh. She's a total mensch. 
Um, and she's very amusing, very entertaining. And reading this book is like listening to her talk, <laughs> just telling you what happened here, what happened there, amusing things that caught her eye, silly things that people said and did. And, you know, she includes herself in that. Um, so it's it's a quick and very entertaining read. And what's interesting, you know, is that obviously her style, her technique, her tonality, very different to the writing um, of Sasanka Musamang, mm -hmm. but a similar kind of preoccupation with really deep questions about sense of place and identity yes. because their lives are lives that haven't been defined by being confined to a particular geographical space, yes. living across so many different parts of the continent, and in Sazonka's case, also North America. That does very interesting things to your sense of place, where those of us who don't travel a lot, which is a very bad South African habit, mm -hmm. although it is expensive, uh, but even many of us who can afford to don't travel the region. And through Zukiswa, we can live vicariously on those journeys. Yes, and I enjoyed the fact that she throws in bits of other languages and doesn't translate them. Yeah. They, they, they're just there, you know, pick them up by context, know what they mean or don't know what they mean. If you don't know what they mean, it's your loss. That's your problem. You should, you should be out there experiencing this world as she is doing. And how does it compare with some of her other work? I mean, she's obviously written full-blown novels before and um, also into non-fiction and essay writing. Travel writing is a very different kind of beast. Her other BFF, Nick Mishlonga, has been doing it well for many, many years. Mm. Would you say this is a successful um, segue into that? Um, it is very successful. Um it, it's not like her sort of big, heavy novels like Men of the South and London, Cape Town, Joburg, except in as much as it constantly explores these issues of identity. Um, this is, is lighter. It's more um, conversational. Um, it, I think, fits in very well to the travel memoir genre in South Africa. Of course, Sishle Kamalo... Yeah is a, a very prominent exponent of that genre, and he's actually given the book a shout. He thinks she's really nailed this travel memoir thing, and um, I agree with him. Beautiful. So it's a thumb, thumbs up from Fiona. Absolutely. Go get yourself a copy of that one. What have you last read? 11 uh, Tell us very quickly and whether you give the last book that you had read a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And in Cape Town on 21 12 minutes after 11. 702 and Cape Talk, The Literature Corner. I have been so fascinated by this book. I haven't yet read it, but I've, I've just seen so much uh, conversation being generated, including on your wall over the last 24 hours. Shame on you, mm. Eusebius. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Shame on You by Amy Haydenrich, published by Bonnier in the UK, and it seems to me distributed locally by Jonathan Ball. Um, this is a real ripped from the headlines novel. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a case of an Australian blogger, an Instagram star by the name of Belle Gibson. And her thing was that she had <laughs> terminal brain cancer and was curing it through diet and lifestyle issues. And she blogged and Instagrammed what she was doing, the foods she was eating, and she'd got this absolutely dreadful diagnosis with an awful prognosis from the doctors, and year after year she was holding it off. Her cancer was stable because of what she was eating, and I mean she was a real media star at the time, 
and it emerged due to some journalistic investigation that she had faked the whole thing. She never had cancer of scandal. Now, Sounds like it was breaking up into a million little pieces. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice one, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she wasn't the first of these fakes to take everybody um, in with their stories, but uh, it was a big one. And Shame on You is about a similar kind of situation. Um, and I think our initial reaction would be shame on the person who did this, shame on you, Belle Gibson, mm. whereas the title of this book turns the finger around and points it at us. Shame on you, shame on us, the people who <clears throat> received this content mm. and mm. absorbed it and clicked like on it and believed the story that you can keep brain cancer at bay just by eating certain superfoods, you know. We, we wanted to believe it. We uh, validated it. And therefore, the shame is actually on us. So I found that a very interesting that concept. That is fascinating. That is really, really um, fascinating. And the other thing she does is she takes this what should be a despicable human being and humanizes her and delves into her childhood um, and shows that as a child – um, when she started twisting the truth a little bit, she became more acceptable to her parents, to her peers, to everybody. And when you start doing that, why would you ever not, you know, if this makes you more acceptable? And um, another question that appears on the cover of the novel is everybody lies a little bit online, don't they? Yeah. Don't you? Don't we? All yeah. of us present a slightly glossy version of ourselves to the That's public. Right. Um, I mean, when last did we post unfiltered pictures? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to see your real face. Exactly. So this, but and and all of these beautiful insights and conversation openers about our culpability in the mm -hmm. making of these hyperbolic lives that don't actually exist and can't exist. Mm -hmm. This is delivered through through fiction. What is what is the quality of the work? Because you're giving us some of the takeaways that sound absolutely stunning. It could work just as well as an earnest conversation through essay or radio or, or more or non fiction genre as it were. So how does the genre work? Does it work? It, it doesn't it doesn't feel too literal. Um this is a book by a debut author and it is thrilling and gripping and keeps you along for the ride. Um if it if it has a flaw, I would say it is it's trying to make a point and there are times when the author almost turns to the reader and lectures you about this point that is being made. Um and then gets back to the story and then you sort of carry on with the sure. narrative and enjoy it. But there are moments of that kind of almost didactic tone coming in. Okay. But that's really being hypercritical. I think that um, it's a good read. It's a quick read. It's very interesting. It's a great conversation starter, as you say, and uh, very, very interesting. And a very relevant contemporary issue in terms of how Absolutely. technology has raised new ethical questions of ourselves. And what I really love about what you are saying is part of this novel's uh, point um, is how and, – <laughs> and you and I can have a whole conversation. In fact, maybe we should in future and bring in some other authors – how readers – whether it be of blogs or our works as, as authors, think that they've got zero reader responsibility and ethical questions to be asking of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, readers see themselves as a sort of passive receiver of content 
also when they're watching something or consuming any form of culture, they, they, it's a passive experience. You receive the content. Yes. Um, and this really makes it an active experience. You know, we participated in it. Every time you click on that post, you share it, you click like, you are actively responsible for what you are disseminating and what you are doing. 100%. So it, it does raise ethical questions. Poitsepo, Sipo, and Nina, I'm going to take your calls on the other side of this. We're hanging out with Fiona Snickers. She's reviewing some books she's been reading. Tell us the last book you've read, what you make of it. I'll give you a minute to review it or give us a, a I don't know, a review in the, of what you are currently reading. So a tentative one because you've got to keep your pen into the last pages unless it's absolutely brilliant or absolutely horrific. Uh, what are you reading currently and how's it going? O double one double eight three oh seven oh two in Johannesburg, Cape Tonians. You can join the literature corner by calling the number O two one double four six O five six seven. And I'll give you a chance as well. So we'll just extend the literature corner just by five to ten more minutes. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two in Johannesburg. Uh Cape Tonians, surely you guys read as well. O two one double four six O five six seven. And I'll give you a chance as well. So we'll just extend the literature corner just by five to ten more minutes. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two in Johannesburg. Uh Cape Tonians, surely you guys read as well. O two one double four six O five six seven. Uh but before we do so, let's first check in with uh, Aurelie on our EWN desk. What is the latest in EWN headlines? Eusebius, we start with news just in. AFRI Forum's private prosecution unit has announced it intends to prosecute chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, Tandi Modise, on charges of animal cruelty. The NSPCA initiated the case. Reports emerged in 2014 related to Modise's farm in the northwest where dozens of animals had died of hunger, while a further 160 had to be put down. The NPA declined to prosecute the case, apparently because of a lack of evidence. The family of a 17-year-old girl insists suspended SARS Commissioner Tom Moyane assaulted the teenager, despite the NPA dropping the criminal case against him. Cynthia Massina laid the complaint against her daughter's alleged abuser in May, but two months later the NPA says it won't prosecute him, citing a lack of evidence. And in the DRC, university scholars have launched a petition against a likely third term of President Joseph Kabila. The launching ceremony of the petition was attended by many of those who say they're opposed to his third term. According to them, the initiative is a response to some scholars who would like to convince the general public that the president has the right to seek a third term. Those are the headlines, the eyewitness news and more at 12 or as it happens. EWN Traffic. In Alexandra, there's an accident seen on the N3 North near Marlboro Drive causing more than an hour delay from Motorfontein Road, so please avoid that route if you can. While in Marshalltown, traffic remains very slow on the M2 West between Joslova Drive and the Crown Interchange. Traffic lights are still out of order in Bosmont at Albertina, Sicilia and Spencer. There's also faulty traffic lights in Rosebank at Jellico and Oxford, while in Cape Town, Chapman's Peak Drive is closed off is closed off to traffic due to strong winds. Garabajali EWN traffic. 702 and Cape Talk. The Literature Corner. Yes, we're hanging out with Fiona and we're talking about some fascinating books and of course also the books that you have been reading or what you might be currently reading. The third book I have seen doing the rounds. I love the cover of this one. Talk to us about the last one that you wanted to talk to us about today, Fiona. This is the A to Z of Amazing South African Women um, by Amber Nicholson and Jackson Shu. Um, it is an incredible book. Um, it's 
marvelous to page through. It's a great resource for children. Um, it's a full-color, really, really stunning book, um, and it deals with important women in South Africans' history going back as far as two million years ago with Mrs. Place and right up to the minute with icons like Custa Semenya um, and everybody in between. Um, we have Charlize Theron, uh, Mary Sabande, the artist. We have Vanelisa Zaba, the activist. Um, so, so many women. Um, Reedy Klabi, your former colleague. Um, so many inspirational, important and interesting women. Um, and each page contains um, a color photograph of the woman concerned mm. and a very, very accessible bio of what they are doing in the book. What what was the remarkable thing that they did? Um, what has their life been? Um, and sometimes a little bit of interaction with the, the women concerned, you know, quote or something like that. Um, and I, I think it's an important book because it offers representation to young women and um, boys in South Africa. You will open this book and you will find somebody who looks like you, um, somebody who uh, can represent your cultural background, who has achieved something remarkable. Um, it It isn't all sort of old dead people, you know. <laughs> um, these are, in many cases, living, active, young icons. There are schoolgirls here. There are um, teenagers. There are students. Um, women of every possible age and background are all represented here. And um, this book is, um, I'm mentioning it right now because there is a special on it. Um, if you buy it from the publisher's website, that publishes Majaji Books. If you buy it right now, you get 50 rand off the purchase price. So that's a great special. And I really would urge people to buy it for posterity, buy it for yourself, but also for your children, for um, for posterity. It's a very, very important book. I think you've partly answered the obvious question I was going to ask, uh, which is who it is aimed at. Hopefully, men will also buy it. Yes. And it's not yes. just for women to see themselves reflected back because part of rendering women visible in terms of who our heroes and sheroes in society are is precisely that um, those of us who do the invisibilizing should mm -hmm. get with the program. Yes, yes. I mean, women have been looking up to male icons for centuries, and um, I think this is as accessible to women as it is to men mm. um, and should be read by everybody. And young and old. Absolutely, definitely young and Stunning. old. Stunning. Before I let you go, what are you, what are you currently reading? Um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading like a couple of books at the same time at the moment, and I'm just like, yeah, flipping between them, you know. Yeah, and you I'm, know, like I'm, reading reading habits can be so weird. Sometimes read one book cover to cover before I get to the next. Mm -hmm. Then you find yourself suddenly going through a period where you're reading two, three simultaneously. I'm going through that messy period where I'm actually reading two or three at the same time. Yeah, when I do that, it usually means that one isn't really properly gripping me. <laughs> <laughs> but, Invariably uh, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the latest Jeffrey Diva at the moment, and um, I'm not totally gripped. Uh, it's a Lincoln Rhyme novel. And I think that in the last couple of novels, he has just ever so slightly lost his touch. <laughs> I hope he gets it back because I was a big fan. Thanks so much for coming in. Love having you on the show. Thanks, Eusebius. That was Fiona Snickers, and this was this week's edition of the Literature Corner.